Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. Okay. And this week, we're not looking at an episode of Frasier. We're actually going to recap season one and offer our, not definitive, but definitive to us, our individual rankings of the episodes. And as you can hear from the background, we are sitting in our very own virtual Cafe Nervosa this week. Uh, Key, I haven't got a question prepared for you like I normally do, but I just wanted to start off by kind of reflecting on the podcast and stuff and generally how we've grown over the kind of the last, particularly over the last month or so, because I was reading the statistics this week and we've got like 5,700 or something total downloads since we started doing it in January and a thousand of them have been in the last two weeks. So like literally nearly 20% of our entire kind of listener base has been the last two weeks. So I don't know what we've changed that's caused this kind of sudden spiking growth. But yeah, I wonder if you had any kind of reflections on 24 episodes later, kind of looking back at the podcast. I mean, it's crazy to think how many downloads have been in such a short period of time. I don't know if people have waited maybe for the end of the season. Then yeah, decided to watch not loads. episodes isn't there now at the moment. Like I'm, I'm, I yeah, know that's Frasier Crane's day off. And my coffee of Niles in particular have been really big, like popular ones. So maybe that's got something to do with it. Yeah, but for us, it's great. I've absolutely loved it. And I think, you know, from that first, I've not listened back to the first episode since it came out. Imagine if I did, it'd be a bit like when Frasier ends up listening back to his first episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I've listened back to it a little bit because um, I did add a little message. If, if anyone listening hasn't actually listened to the first episode or has um, kind of joined us at a later date, I've actually added a pre-recorded message just to kind of warn people that we are recording on like those crappy Apple earbuds that have the, the built-in microphone on them. I mean, we're, we're not using like, you know, space level equipment now, but obviously it's significantly better. But it is funny listening to us there. We didn't really have a rhythm or kind of a, an agenda and stuff. And I think we've kind of found our groove now a little bit. But yeah, so kind of this week we're going to recap and quickly review, not review, but just think about season one more generally and maybe offer some of our favorite moments. And then we'll get to the real meat of this, which is something we've been looking forward to doing, which is ranking all of the episodes. Um, so I've kind of picked my top three favorite moments from season one. And I did kind of spring this on you before we went on air, Kelly, so you don't have to uh, you don't have to pull out three out of thin air now if you can't think of any. But my, my third favorite moment of season one, before I kind of give any of my thoughts about the actual season as a whole, I'm going to tell you these. Niles Dresses the Pirate was number three, my pick for that, which I'm actually struggling to remember what episode that was. Is that Midwinter Night's Dream or is it something think, else? Yeah, it, yeah, I think it's Midwinter's yeah, Night's Dream. It gets chucked out. Gets kicked yeah. out, yeah. I'm just thinking of the, the Hugh Laurie comparisons we made where he's talking about buckling his swash, the classic line about holding the, the is it still an eye patch if it's on your, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so that was my pick for number three. Number two is also Niles, actually, and it's just his stint as KACL host um, across Fraser Crane's Day Off because we do see this in future episodes. And I just think he does such a good job that part of me wishes one episode per season they'd given Niles a KACL slot. I don't know how you could have written that into the lore of the show, but I don't know. How do you think that would have worked? I think that might have had a little novelty factor to it, like once episode a season, maybe. I completely agree. I love... Obviously, there's one in, a, I think, a couple of seasons' time where Niles, I think, he, he fills in again for an episode. Yeah, I think he does. Um, he's fantastic again in that. It works so well. And Niles, because of the comparison with him and Frasier to how they are both outside of the booth, but when then they're in KACL, they have a very different sort of recording style on air, I think. Yeah, they do, um, actually. I think Frasier's way more himself on air, whereas Niles is really compensating. But bizarrely, I mean, I know we talked about this. I think I remember asking you, if you, or you asked me, if you were in the show, who would you listen to, Niles or Frasier, if they both had a radio show? And I did say Frasier, and you said probably Niles. Niles, yeah. And I do think, actually thinking back on it, Niles does have a more engaging persona, and it's way more radio-like in that respect. Like well, he's, he's like a lot more radio anchors you hear. All I'm hearing is David Hyde Pierce going, hello, Emerald City, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? It's just, yeah, I, I, he just creates such an impression there, whereas Frasier is very much himself, and it's like, it's very relaxing. Someone actually on Frasier Fan Club this week was talking about, um, I don't know if you've seen this recent kind of tradition, a lot of classic sitcoms, they've now got recap podcasts, essentially exactly what we're doing on this podcast, but they have actual people that are involved in the show. So I think I've talked about this before, Office Ladies, which is Jenna Fisher and I think Angela Kinsey, both main characters in The Office, the US uh, sitcom, which is another firm favourite of mine. 
and they both just kind of review the app together. And someone suggested how, I mean, it would never happen, but obviously we're here to fantasize. If Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce or Kelsey and Ross would be probably my ideal pairing because it would be like KACL. Can you just imagine a podcast with Kelsey Grammer's voice? I wouldn't speak. I'd just be sat listening. To yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, You'd yeah, take I'd the lead, exactly the same. It's like if I was hosting it with him, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to say a word, Kelsey. You just run with this. <laughs> Actually, on a run recently, I was listening to his Desert Island Discs episode. I don't know if you've heard that, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with his kind of life story. I don't want to get into the kind of the grisly details of it here because it's, you know, it's it's very serious subject matter and it's probably not really appropriate for us to talk about. But he's had a very tragic life. A lot of awful things have happened to him and involving kind of family members and also just kind of more funny details as well. Like he got kicked out of Juilliard, like he went to Juilliard and got thrown out. And he says, you know, the teacher came to him and was like, you know, you're not coming to any of the classes. You know, you don't deserve to be here. And Kelsey was just like, yeah, I agree with you. And then got chucked out of Juilliard. And he took there's a great anecdote. He talks about um, when he was playing in Los Angeles, he, when he was like starting out, he used to go to this pub all the time where they would drink. And one day Joe Cocker just walked in and he just started playing the piano with Joe Cocker and then singing along and stuff. And yeah, so anyone out there who wants a Kelsey podcast fix, I think the Desert Island Discs episode is a, is a great thing to listen to. Are you a fan of Desert Island Discs more generally, Kay? I know of it. I've never you listened never listened. To it. Right? That really oh. surprises me. Like I don't know. You've got the you seem like kind of tailor-made oh, audience oh. for Desert Island Discs. It's just like I'll, it's, I'll give it a listen. It's really good. It is really good. Um, and two people I've already mentioned, Hugh Laurie and Kelsey Graham, both have very good episodes. So there you go. Um, and my number one moment for this season, Key, and this is going to sound really boring to a lot of people, but it won't come as any surprise from all the things I've said I, I love on the show. It's literally just from My Coffee with Niles, and it's Frasier and Niles just sitting in the window seat in the rain. And I just think it's really, it's really cozy, but it really captures everything that that episode is about and more generally what Frasier is about, which is often the kind of quiet moments, just two people chatting. Frasier isn't a loud show, it isn't brash, doesn't need kind of bells and whistles and music playing. It's just, it's, you know, a, a human, an adult show in that respect. So that was my number one. Um, have any kind of moments come to you as I've been reading mine out? I don't want to put you on the spot, so feel free it, to just virtually do a, you know, <laughs> chop neck sign to me so I can move on. It's funny, actually, because as you were, as you've been speaking, I've put together three moments. Excellent. I was hoping um, you would. You've got, a, you've got a fast mind, so I, I thought you might. Um, and what's weird, actually, is that it kind of... I think throughout the first season, I've been very much like, I'm the guy. I really like the funny David Hyde Pierce physical comedy running around. I love those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but my top three are all quite, I don't know, I don't know if tearjerkers is the right way to put it, but they're not the comedic moments so much. That's good, actually. I'm, I'm, I had a feeling you might pick these as well. So I have a, I have a feeling I know what a few of them might be, so lay them on us. Third place is the last line of the first season. So are you happy? Uh, I know, I suppose, in all respect, I, I think I am. Great line. Also love Major. the fact we've both got uh, my coffee with Nas uh, scene there. Uh, in second, I've got from Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street, that last scene when he's in the little diner with the, the guys, the homeless guys, and give him like a nickel, I think, to call his dad. He's I love having... the way the guy says that as well, and he gives him the nickel. And it's, it's such a beautiful moment, and the way you know you can see Kelsey's car outside, and, <laughs> and he, he can't, he can't get in, and he crawls back in. He's like, "Trying to wish you a merry Christmas." It's a really beautiful. It's, it's as a as I said at the time, the Christmas episode goes. That's the perfect way to end a Christmas episode for me. Yeah, completely agree. And top, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone, given how much I banged on about it at the time, is Martin's speech about his chair. I knew that was going to be in your top three. I knew that. It's an, it, it, I'm, beautiful speech. I'm very guilty here when I was drafting my top three. As with our episode rankings, just a warning to viewers, sometimes it has to be a little bit arbitrary because we love the show so much that drawing kind of battle lines in the sand about what's good and what's bad is, you know, it's hard to do. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm guilty of missing some of these greater moments, more serious moments as well. And yeah, that would probably be on mine if I was going to really sit down and think about it. It's just it's just a masterclass from John Mahoney, I think, and he has so many moments like that in in future episodes as well. But yeah, that's a it's a brilliant scene. Something that the show does very very well, but John Mahoney in particular has this knack of being able to be like quite grumpy all the way through an episode. We've 
three minutes to go, he gives this really beautiful monologue. And you're like, yeah, he's the smart one. He's the one that they should all be looking up to. He's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just got that that presence and experience as well. He's been in so many films as well before being in Frasier and stuff. I mean, before we get onto our, our rankings, which is obviously the, the meat of this episode, just thinking about season one, kind of objectively, you know, more generally, not necessarily at individual scenes, but just as a season of TV. I mean, I've, I've recently started re-watching Just Shoot Me, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. I know I've mentioned it to you before, but I can't remember if you were recording or not. Um, but it's basically, it aired around the same time, and it was always in Frasier's shadow. But it, it, draw, it drew audiences, and it won Golden Globes, and a kind of, it didn't win Emmys, but it won all the kind of secondary material. Golden Globes isn't, isn't the one I'm thinking of. And... Uh, it's, I love it. It's great comfort food, and it's got a few name checks on Frasier Fan Club as well. But watching season one of that and then thinking about season one of Frasier, I can't think of many shows I've seen that have as strong a first season. By the, you know, over 24 episodes, by the time you get to My Coffee with Niles, which is, for many, you know, one of the most perfect episodes of Frasier, I think to get to that point in only 24 episodes is just nuts because you just have such a huge team of writers, so intellectual and smart and just switched on. But to get to that point in so, so quickly, I think is just like, I can't think of other shows that do that. Other sitcoms like The Office, Friends, I think all of those are guilty of having a season one episode, a season one full of kind of filler episodes. And there's a few kind of dodgy ones, maybe we'd say in this season, but generally it's it's so strong i mean off the top of my head i can't think of any other show that has such a strong first season mm. but certainly certainly from long running shows at least you know yeah. maybe there's, there's a couple of shows that maybe literally only ran for a season or two that are very they burn very bright but you know it goes out quite fast um whereas with Asia, for a long running show i can't think of anything that compares in terms of the strength of the first season not only in terms of setting up the characters and, and really giving you an insight as to who they are straight away with the laughs for, with the um the heartfelt storylines and things like that you most shows they take a bit of time to get there and frazier jumps straight into it it's a real real credit to the writers and to the actors to be honest yeah for sure and when i was ranking the episodes as well i was looking at like only episode four or five in you know i, I think of i hate frazier crane or the crucible or something you're already at kind of like almost iconic level episodes. They're that good. They're that funny. They're really tight. The gags are good. You know, to get to get there that quickly, just shows like, you know, all the ones I've seen, I don't want to keep name dropping them because I enjoy them. And, you know, it's not fair to keep dumping on other people's work. But, uh, yeah, they take a lot longer to find traction and get the get the wheels turning. But, but Frasier really finds itself, finds its feet really quickly, I think. Which is a gift for us starting out a podcast because if the if the first season or even the first few seasons were kind of you know duds, then you know we'd be struggling and miring through these these early seasons and stuff, and people wouldn't be listening because all their favourite episodes would be at the other end of the show, um, like five years away. So it's kind of funny to think about in those terms. Are you are you ready, Key, to slowly discuss? from 24 to number one, our private rankings for this season. I am indeed. It feels a bit like, um, do you ever watch those shows at Christmas? Like all oh, the 25 best ever Christmas episodes of yeah, TV. It feels a bit like, like that. that. <laughs> You've got to like call, yeah, like a, a clip show almost or something. It is like that. I was trying to think, we were, we were talking about this, we kind of intimated we were going to split all of the episodes of every season into three banks of eight episodes. We're thinking kind of the brilliant tier, the middle tier, and then we don't want to say bad tier because there aren't many bad episodes, but the lower tier. I was trying to think of a of a kind of a naming system we could use for these three, and I've got an idiotic one key that makes oh, no God. sense. But <laughs> the best ones I've got the tossed salad eps. The middle, the scrambled egg, you know, they're scrambled, bit of a mixed bag, and then the last batch the blues episodes obviously the blues that it's are not bad actually it's not terrible but it's not great but we can run with it and we can always change it at the end of season two um also just before we do this something's dawned on me i reckon i should have prepared like a little a little creative monologue of or something that recaps all of the funny things we've seen on the journey through season one i don't know how that would work but it's something i'm going to bear in mind for when we do this in another 24 slash 25 weeks time which is a scary thing to say but key so the six months mate that's that is crazy. not that's christmas that is not nice man that is christmas isn't it and 2020 has been so 
bad to us that who knows what lies at the uh, at the other end. I like um, to think with with a one glimmering spark of the creation <laughs> yeah, of the podcast, of light. beacon of light in 2020. <laughs> I will kick things off then with the last number 24, so bottom of the blues episodes. I'm going to be very interested to hear where this fits for you. I've chosen Here's Looking at You. A reminder, this episode is the one where they buy the telescope for Martin because he doesn't have any hobbies. And he strikes up a brief relationship with, is it Irene? Is Irene, yeah. Irene, yeah. Um, we talked a lot about this episode, kind of some good moments, like just the idea of voyeurism in the city is interesting. Very weird camera angle at the end that we dawdled on for about an hour. Um, generally a bit of a strange one, but that is my 24th key. But you're not going to believe this. What? It's also my 24th. Really? Wow. I, okay, I'm going to jot this down as we go. So I've got my pen and paper ready. That, I did not expect that. I Because I basically, when I was going through this, I, I was working all this out on, I think, Sunday, Sunday afternoon slash start of the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, went through and basically thought, okay, I'm going to sum up each episode in like a line. That's a good One idea. line. And then I'll know from that which one's the best. And my <laughs> line for that was um, Martin's out of character, bit of a Very weird right. camera angle. That, that's <laughs> weird what... camera angle. That camera angle has been the death of us. Um, <laughs> really interesting, actually, because it's quite therapeutic sitting down and thinking through. I like ranking things anyway, but like having the big list of episodes in front of me and really kind of sitting down and moving them around a lot. And have you found when you were compiling yours that you've been chopping and changing a lot? Because I, I was moving stuff around on my Word document like for about five, ten minutes before I settled on something. Uh, particularly at the bottom, I've got like quite a few like little um, lines saying, no, this goes here. <laughs> so if I get confused, that's why. But yeah. You've got like a big, yeah, kind of. A cipher you need to decode before you get to the <laughs> rankings so 23 key i this might be a bit controversial actually but i've chosen the good son the pilot just because it's obviously got a lot of legwork to do in establishing everything pilots ne- pilots is as pilots go it's very strong but pilots generally speaking are never much fun for most people um i only associate this episode with the good times that lie ahead because it's always obviously the first thing that signals a rewatch and i think maybe it has a nostalgic factor for a lot of people for that reason but as an episode yeah i I get a bit tired of all the establishing obviously because i know the show so well so that's why the good son is 23 for me i am i said before we came on air i said i thought we'd be really similar um, and we are not, mate. We are not. The Good Son is a great episode. Really? Wow, Good Son's high for you. There we um, go. It's, it's higher than yours. It's okay, like okay. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> I, 20, my number 23, uh, Beloved Infidel. Beloved Infidel. Very interesting. Very. It, tell, tell me more about that. All I really remember when I look back, I'm like, yeah, Hester had an affair. He thought it was Martin. It wasn't Martin. It's, it's, it, I don't think it's, it's as memorable as others. That's very fair. That's very fair. I know what you mean. Um, I like the twist in that one. Um, that it was that it was Hester that gave the affair rather than Martin. I like the way the episode goes in that respect. But yeah, I agree with you. There's maybe not a fat lot of meat to it, but it is it is higher on my list as we will soon see. Episode 22 for me. I've got Guess Who's Coming to Breakfast again. A slightly I don't know what the word is, slightly hokey Martin episode where they don't quite know do they want this guy to be like a horny old man who's always having relationships. Um, you know, that Frazier's kind of putting his foot in it is funny. I quite like that. But generally speaking, this is one of those kind of cringe humour episodes. And I never really go in for those, generally speaking. So that's why. Guess who's going to breakfast is 22 for me. Again, we've got a bit of a difference. For me, number 22 is Space Quest. Oh, we've got a big difference there. <laughs> this is good. I really like this. If we'd picked the same, it would have just been rubbish. So why have you picked Space Quest there? I will try and rebuke it when we get to where it is in mine. Don't get me wrong. It's a good episode. And, and you know, Frasier's quest for solitude. But I think that, me, I, I feel... If we'd have known a bit more about the character, I feel it comes too early on in the season. In a That's way. a very good point. It does feel like it's already. I think that strength of the writers that they already trusted the audience. But I completely agree with you. It does feel like it comes really early. There was another episode actually. I can't remember which one it was. You might, where we talked about in many ways it could have been a pilot. Was it Space Quest we were thinking of? Or I think it was. Yeah. It might have been. There you go. I yeah. think perhaps because it's next to the actual pilot, I think I tend to remember the first one. The second one gets forgotten a little bit, and then you move on. Like so. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but no, stick by your guns, convictions. Um, I tell you what, because I've been leading each time, I meant to alternate. Why don't you say what your twenty-one is? Okay, so my number twenty-one, you 
Probably familiar to you because it's guess who's coming to breakfast. Oh, there we go. Okay, so you've got yeah. it pretty low down as well. Did you kind of agree with what I said? Yeah, very much the same view. It's it's a it is a bit of a cringy episode. It's um yeah, and I I just I find it weird that we've you know we're supposed to. It, I feel like as an episode you invest quite a lot in Martin and Lane, then she's gone. Yeah, what's the That's deal? Like, I think we spoke about this. Do we do, do we ever see her again? Because they don't they they reconcile, don't they? Because of Martin's warm toes. <laughs> I mean, do, they, do we ever see her again? What's what? I just don't get what the deal is there. Um, if we do see her again, it wasn't memorable because I can't remember her. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> my twenty-one is "Call Me Irresponsible," which might be a bit controversial, actually. Probably the episode that we discussed having the most erotic scene of Frasier to date, when uh, he is with Marco's girlfriend, whose name escapes me. Um, shout up if you can remember it. And uh, yeah, Catherine. I, Catherine. It, could, it might be Catherine. Could Catherine. be wrong. I quite like the peanut M and M bit, but also think it's a little bit cheesy sometimes. Their interaction in the apartment's okay, but yeah, this was just another kind of a, a classic episode of Frasier putting his his kind of his ethics getting in the way and him making his noise, oh. <laughs> which is probably that's actually a really good impression if I do say so. It was good. Well Not done, mate. Uh, people are gonna think I've added that in post production, <laughs> um, but. That that is my that's my episode 21 uh, ranking. I uh, I'll do 20 now. So back to me. I, this again maybe maybe controversial key. I've gone for oops with uh with Ned Miller Ooh. here and his uh his his rumours about Bordar getting fired. Just because I think Ned Miller's a bit wasted. I think he's quite good and it's a shame this episode kind of knocks him on the head so quickly. And also, it is just an episode purely based on like office gossip. That I think it's one of those episodes where you have to suspend disbelief really highly because you just think maybe a quick conversation could solve the whole conflict of this episode in one in one go. If you know what I mean? But that is my twenty. Okay, so I'll do my. Am I doing? Yeah, I'm doing twenty and nineteen. I think. Is yeah. That correct. Right. Yeah. Okay, so my number twenty is forty something. Oh, okay. It's, you know, it's a solid episode. There. It's okay. I feel like it's it's surrounded by classics, so it's very difficult for mm-hmm. it as an episode. And you do feel like, say how good an episode is, is how fast it is. This one is a slower one than the exhilarating rides you get with the three or four around it. So yeah. it, it's okay. It's a solid episode. For me, it's forgettable because of the company it keeps. Fair play there. Good comments, Key. And number 19 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, familiar to you. Call me irresponsible. Oh, okay, we're pretty we're pretty similar down here at the bottom, aren't we? Other than the good sun and space quest, which you have, uh, you know, <laughs> what's the word? Scolded me for. What did you just say? Call me responsible. I've, I've called call me responsible. Um, it's purely because of Frasier's. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about it creeps me out. <laughs> it is really horrible, isn't it? It's like repulsive. It's like he's suddenly an insect or something. Really strange. Um, also, I don't approve of his ethics. Like he's wrong. He's wrong. With a girl, you know, <laughs> broke up with him. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I think he's some of his, some of the ethics episodes are a little bit like Frasier. You're living too much in your head, my friend. You know, climb out of it, so to speak. Um, so that's your number nineteen. My eighteen is forty something. So there you go. We've also got we've got quite a few similar ones here in the blues category. Same reasons you said. Don't particularly love. The I can't remember the name of the, the, the shop assistant again. Not particularly great with names. Um, can you can you remember her name at all? I remember as the girl who reminds me a bit of Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not completely gone. But yeah, her she kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. She she plays it very coy, almost to a caricatured level. A um, little bit a little bit strange. But I do kind of like the the episode premise. You know, Fraser having a bit of a midlife crisis. So maybe that's why it's not so low down. And, oh, yeah, so what's your 18? Oh, I don't want to say, because I feel you're going to judge me for the next two. I'm not, I'm scared, I won't not entirely sure why I've put them down as far as I have. Oh, but I did. I'm sweating here, mate. I'm sweating. But 18 is I Hate Fraser Crane. Whoa! <laughs> Klaxon! That is a bold move, and I want you to defend yourself right now. <laughs> Honestly, all I really remember, I'll, well, first thought was there's a mariachi band at the end. Of course. And we get Joe Montaigne as a voice yes. actor. That's about it. <laughs> wow, that is a bold choice, Kit. I mean, fair play because it's just keeping it interesting. So I, you know, I empower you to uh, to keep these. But I wasn't just expecting that. Play devil's advocate. Everyone hates the focus group because they go on about how Fraser is very obsessive. Yes, he's pretty obsessive in this episode. That is can't true, get over. Actually. You know, yeah. the, um... he, 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 I, 
maybe that's one of the reasons actually yeah maybe people shouldn't hurt on the focus group because they're like well look he's got previous this is part of fraser's character so yeah i i, I agree with you and uh it's interesting you you named up the focus group actually because like again i saw threads about that on the internet the other day but that's a fair point yeah he does display the same level of obsessiveness so and it's not a great quality in fraser is it it doesn't make hugely compelling watching so maybe maybe that's why you've put it down there Oh, are you doing next? 17, are you? Oh, God. Okay, we'll get over my two in a, in a row because you're going to hate me. 17? Oh, my God. I don't know if I should change it now. I feel like I should. What is it? Okay, I've changed. No, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. What? No, no. What is it, Jay? <laughs> crucible. The Crucible. Let's go. Okay, I, I, I thought you were going to say my coffee with Niles, and I'm fair <laughs> no. I might have had to end the podcast there and then. The Crucible, fair enough. I have oh, got okay. it much higher, but, you know, I wanna, I'd want to. i like to hear these thoughts because your, your opinion is just as valid. And I don't want to make you seem like you're wrong in any way, because you're not. This is a safe space, Kieran. This okay? is a safe space, mate. Right? This is, ex this is an inclusive environment, mate. I think the Crucible really... I think it suffers from being in Season 1 because it's surrounded by so many classics. If this was in Season 5 or 6, it'd probably be in my top third. That's, it, um, that's I, interesting because I think season five is a very strong season. In fact, you said I that. did just I just said two random seasons. I know so you I did. I'm <laughs> um, I just there's I, don't know, I really really like the last scene between um, Fraser and Niles, and I really like the whole bit between Fraser and I forget his name, but the guy who runs the art gallery. Is it Philip Hayson? That's very impressive. Well Thank done, mate. Thank you. I couldn't remember well any done. of the other names, but I just remember we talked a lot about Philip Hayson because he's just got such a smarmy way about him. So, yeah. yeah. But so I really like those bits. It's just, I, don't, I feel I've, I've seen this one quite a lot as well. I feel out of season one, seen The Crucible a lot, even by my standards of watching season one. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you actually there. So maybe for me, it's just, to know, maybe I've, I've seen it a bit too much and that, that influenced judgment. That's fair. I'm just looking back at my notes made of your rankings. I think I've made a mistake. What was your 23? Um, so my 23 was um, is looking. I think. Or oh, was it Beloved Infidel? Oh, I've got all the I've got all the lines. I think it was um, Beloved Infidel. Beloved I think Infidel. It was I haven't got Beloved Infidel written down for you. Uh, Beloved Infidel's 23. So I've got for you. Here's looking at you, Beloved Infidel, Space Quest. Guess who's coming to breakfast? Forty something. Call me irresponsible. I hate Fraser Crane and crucible so that brings us key to the scrambled eggs the middle section of the episodes um, have you done your have you done your 17 i haven't done yeah. my 17 <laughs> let's just scoot back into the into the blue you're 18 i've got yes. last one i've written down for you is 40 something which was your 19th i think that was my 18th oh okay maybe yeah. maybe we've kind of flopped this is a very new format for both of us, so people listening, if you've already lost track of the rankings, then we can only <laughs> apologise, but uh, it's hard to do this back and forth. Um, but yeah, so that was 40-something. Sorry, Beloved Infidel was 19th. 40-something, 18. Okay, wrap up your... Your, your my blues it, uh, your blues section 17. <laughs> 17 this is probably going to be controversial for you now 17 i've put dinner at eight and only because oh. i think again it's very early in the season they're still quite not got the characters fully kind of you know shaded in yet martin's particularly cranky both fraser and Nars are like really kind of um snobby and, and kind of hoity-toity in this episode so to a fault i think they're both kind of really unappealing so that's why i kind of gone for 17th do you have any strong opinions one way or the other there mine is a bit higher but um yeah i'll, I'll, I'll probably get that but we're not a million miles apart okay that's fair interestingly just uh, to sum up the final section mm -hmm. um i think one two three four. out of eight i think we had five the same that's pretty good that's a pretty there is a, pairing there. Yeah, there is a bit of a cohesion the three there. We did, oh, yeah, so you had I Hate Fraser Crane, Space Crucible, Quest, and the Space Crucible. Quest. And I had, I had good, good Sun, Oops, and Dinner at Eight. Oops, and Dinner at Eight. There you go. So a pretty good spread. Five out of eight is pretty, I think we're, our tastes are pretty aligned there. So Scrambled Egg 16, I've got Death Becomes Him. Um, the episode in which Frasier has a kind of an, another midlife crisis of sorts where he's kind of the young doctor dies and uh, he starts kind of questioning everything about his own health and he goes to the where they're sitting shiver at the Jewish the Jewish house I don't know I think the Jewish scene's okay but also it's not it's kind of like really towing the line between serious and funny with what the, the episodes do 
and yeah, just never quite worked for me as, as strongly as the episodes that sit around it. I don't know how you feel. Completely disagree, mate. Really? <laughs> I, really, really I really like this one. I think it's a really, really strong episode. I thought episode. you might, actually. I thought you might. So it's, it's, it's right up my alley. For you. It's quite a bit higher, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll come to that in more detail when, when I get there. But... Of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll do my next two, I think. Yeah, so you're 16 and 15. Okay, 16 is Oops. Oops, okay, so not a million miles away um, from me. We get to see more Bulldog. I like that. Um, yeah, agreed. I like the. I do quite like the last scene where Frage is like, listen, I've not been <laughs> in this game long, but sometimes <laughs> people get fired. I quite like that. <laughs> I do like Ned Miller's line as well. I did that with his head. <laughs> I do like that. Next one, I. I considered putting this much higher than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, am I putting it higher because of me and you? Because of what I actually think of the episode? That is this a big question you have to think this about. This gave me one of my, possibly my favourite moment of season one. That was because of us, not the episode. Okay. And the whimper is... You knew it, man! Ah. Kennedy! <laughs> gave us Kennedy Burling, which actually... Kennedy yeah. Burling, man. Get what I said earlier. Kennedy Burling is my favourite moment of season one. Forget he the heartfelt favourite moment of the podcast. I think. Uh, I just he's a life has been born there, which neither of us could have anticipated. Uh, if we ever make it big, there'll be Kennedy Burling on a t-shirt. <laughs> you will. If we ever make merch, that is what we'll have to have created on a on an Etsy website or something. I'll have to get DIYing. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I thought you were going to say a different episode there, um, because. The next episode I've got, Key. So I'm doing 15 and 14 now. You are going to go mental when I tell you my 15th. It is an episode responsible for your favourite moment of season one, other than Kennedy Burling. And it is Give Him the Chair. I've got Wrong. episode 15. <laughs> Wrong? <laughs> I just. That, that, some gr the scene I, alone is, I a, is a top tier. I, I'm. <sighs> I am rethinking some of these as I say them. One, we need I'm, to go I'm back. I'm you. Yeah, we need to go back and just do the caveat again that a lot of these are arbitrary because there's a lot of strong episodes in this season. So don't read too much into uh, into the rankings at this point, especially the middle episodes. I think these are the hardest ones because many of them could have been in the the tossed salad section. But I yeah. thought it was easy to do say the top four or five. It was easy to do the last couple, and all the ones oh, in between could have been anywhere. Yeah, so it really is a kind of a case of us just trying to be as, as discerning as we can, but it is a level of arbitrariness. But yeah, give him the chair. Great scene with Martin. I really love Leo, but I don't know. I'm just, other than the Martin scene, I can't remember, and the Leo scene, I can't remember much of this episode. Like, I can't remember. Oh, and then the, the, the play at the end. That's the sort of happened up acting I don't want to yeah. see. That's a great scene. She's good. But I mean, yeah, I guess the episode comes to me slowly. And I, I think more of like episodes like Blazy Boy when I think of Martin's chair going missing or something happening to it. I think of later season episodes. So, yeah, I guess maybe that's why it's here for me. But it could have been higher. I'm being unfair there. So, am I doing my 14th as well now? So am I doing 14 and 13? Listeners, tell you what, stay with us. You, you, you sometimes listen to a podcast, you're like, wow, these guys are really polished, they know what they're doing. <laughs> and this is not one of those times. This is not one of those times. You're working it out with us. You um, are. But 14, I've got Midwinter's Night's Ooh, very interesting. Do you want to tell us what thinking was there? Like, I really like the scene with the eye patch and him dressed up. At the, but at the flip side... Don't like the fact that he leans in for the kiss and that he's so... He's he, he's going to cheat on Maris there if he gets the opportunity. Don't know, I just I feel like the Niles is more nuanced than that a little bit. I'm not sure. Oh, I um, completely agree. I think it's very out of character. I think what he does is like a real yikes moment. Oh, yeah, that's a real yikes, <laughs> to quote Frasier. Um, it's, yeah, it's it seems like this is a step too far, too soon, perhaps. And the fact that like, Daphne's completely like ignorant to the whole thing as well, uh, you know, she doesn't even see the fact that he's an inch from her face and, and things like that. So I, I can see, I can see your rationale there. It's it's definitely higher for me, but um, I can see your rationale there. Okay, my number thirteen. Mm -hmm. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What you, what you're thinking there? Um, I really I like seeing. I, I quite like Renata actually. She grows on me the more yeah. I think about her. Like the rewatch we did for this this podcast, she definitely grew on me. When she's on the phone, going no, hey, no, <laughs> no. It's um, like who's White Tony and White Snake. <laughs> I love that. Um, but I don't think it has as many like. I was about to say it doesn't have as many standout comedy moments. But then I'm thinking now of Bulldog in the limo, which is pretty funny. Um, yes, that is a good. That is a good. Moment. 
moment, actually. Um, For me, it's 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 a great episode. It's just that there's it's a really strong season, and there's probably twelve better. In my yeah, head. very true. Okay, thank you, Kim. I'm just going to recap from the beginning of the scrambled eggs section. I've got for you, oops, sixteen. And the whimper is 15. A Midwinter Night's Dream, 14. Can't Buy Me Love, 13. Okay, and you have my 16 through to what? We've got Death Becomes Him at 16 and yep. Give Him the Chair at 15. Excellent. Uh, we've I think we've messed up the order point. somewhere. Because... Okay, I don't think for 14 and 13 we went back and forth. Okay. Which is fine. I think we can we can, we can can wing this, you know. We're sitting <laughs> here in, in a quiet Cafe Nouveau, so the rain is falling. We've got all the time in the world. Okay. Uh, 14, I have got... Uh, let me just check my rankings. I've got You Can't Tell a Crook by his cover. Um, a good episode, however, I don't particularly like the code of that episode where they go down to the jazz hall. Um, I can't remember its name. You know, oh, I thought they shut that place down after the last stabbing or shooting. Topaz Room? Yes, a Topaz Room. One, because the name does not match the clientele or the entire <laughs> maison scene, as it were. I don't like the ending to the episode. The pool thing does very little for me. In fact, this episode could probably have been lower. I'm, I'm probably being, I think this could have definitely been ho- lower than Give Him the Chair. Also, I think there's an episode next season called Retirement is Murder. And for me, although they're different they're different plots, admittedly. They both deal with Martin, his former kind of crimin- uh, his former career as a, as a cop, and Frasier kind of, you know, trying to make sense of that in some way. They're kind of related in my head. I just think that's a better episode, like a much better episode. So that's why you can't tell a crook by his cover was 14 for me. And 13 for me is Amma Wimper is. So we've got Kennedy Burling sitting at unlucky 13 there. And from basically all the reasons you said, um, I don't need to rehash those, but that is my, my 13th. Okay, so going forward, do you want to, do you want to do another one so we're back on this rotation? As in where we, we both do two each? Or... Yeah, where we're both in, say, one person leads each time. In a yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. So I'll do the next one for my 12, and then you can give me your 12. Yeah, back to that. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So my 12th is Can't Buy Me Love. So pretty similar to you, actually. You've already said yours. Again, exactly the same reasons. Renata has grown on me a lot. Christina's reaction to, to Frasier we talked about at the time doesn't really make sense. Frasier's shown a lot of interest in the life of her child he has known for an hour or two. And I think that shows a real kind of compassionate side to him. And I think she overreacts. And uh, that is why we Can't Buy Me Love is 12. What's your 12, K? My 12th is Dinner at 8. Dinner at 8. Very interesting. So you've got this in the scrambled eggs, which is very kind of uh, apt scrambled egg section there. Um, you've got, I it, you've genuinely, got it higher than me. Why is that? I know, I know that they're a bit snooty and they're a bit unlikely in the last scene, but I really love the last scene. I love them. I love the three of I think this is the first time really you see in the show, you see the three of them bouncing off each other. Very true. Being quite like taking the mick out of it. I know Martin's a bit grumpy and he gets annoyed, but there's so many really nice moments. Like they're joking about whether marriage should hold like an ex-social there. I love, yeah, that's funny. absolutely love when Martin walks out and Miles stands up and goes, "Mud pie's coming." <laughs> a mud pie's coming. Like it's just so that's funny. I love it. My number eleven Hit is. Me. Selling out. Selling out. Very interesting. Why? Why? Uh, Eleven. I think it's a really strong episode. Um, love. I think it's the first time we see BB. Um, it is indeed. It's classic. It's a good episode. It's really solid. I just I don't think there's quite. I don't think it has that. I think a lot of the ones in my top tier, at least one moment, it's a bit of. It's either an absolute classic that I've already been quite clear about, or there's mm-hmm. at least one like really nice tear jerker moment in with the comedy. Um, For sure. I don't think this has that diversity of comedy and a bit of a tearjerker moment. Really harsh. It is really harsh. No, um, but I, you've, got to, you've got to be discerning of your criteria, so I think I think that's all fair. My 11th is the show where Lilith comes back. Actually, looking at this, could potentially actually have put this higher than a few that I've got there. This is the nature of these rankings, as we've said. They're going to shift all the time. I love Lilith, as I said in the episode. I think she's brilliant. Purely my logic here, I think, and there wasn't that much logic that went into making this, this rank, this ranking. But I just think Lilith has better episodes. I think she's really good in... in in more future things to look forward to like a Lilith Thanksgiving is really funny um, the apparent trap in season 7 brilliant episode with Lilith in again so I just think yeah I just think she's a little bit awkward and stunted coming back into it whereas by the time we see her next which I think is a Lilith Thanksgiving actually no it's it's 
next season, I think it's Adventures in Paradise, where she's on holiday, and he Is sees it Bora Bora or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Bora Bora, um, Hubba Hubba. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we see them there. So I just think, yeah, I think generally she just kind of grows after this this episode. So I've got her at eleven there. Number ten, I've got I hate Fraser Crane. So a lot, obviously, a lot higher than yours, but not like two tiers higher. So we don't have to like fight it out to see it's right. <laughs> um, I like Derek Mann, Joe Montana, really funny. I love the build-up to the fight in Nervosa because it has that kind of festive spirit in the air where there's kind of something about to go down and like they're all kind of milling about and people are spilling out into the street and even we have that great interaction with Martin like the claim crane boys don't play don't take clarinet lessons anymore or something like that it's, oh yeah you were my precinct my precinct great line um but yeah just not quite enough in that episode with Frasier being his obsessive kind of crazy self not quite enough to push it into a into the top tier. Okay, so now my number 10. Hit me. Can't tell a crook by its cover. Mm, okay, there you but go. Not a million miles away from yours. Still the same tier. I agree with everything you said. I really like him trying to work out who the um, who, it, who the crook is. And I, I really like the idea of the last scene with them playing pool. I just don't think, that, other than the main cast, I don't think the guy in the denim jacket is a, is a particularly good job. Yes, he, I, I think if he is better, scene works really really well because i really like the whole like there's that one line isn't it like the is it the meters don't run at night neither do you like yeah I a line. it just doesn't work for him at all it's like um, we're in like this is you're in greece and like we've talked about greece before on the podcast i don't know if it was in that episode but that is literally like something from greece um but, uh, yeah, not uh, yeah it's it's very watchable i will say that i think as episodes of fraser go because i think you get quite sucked in if you haven't seen it for the first this is your first time watching it. I think trying to work out who the crook is yourself and things like that, I think you can get quite sucked into that. That is fun, really, actually, like that. really enjoy that. It's a bit like Cluedo. Oh, it is. And Crazy's um, apartment would make an excellent Cluedo board if you could kind of. You would. Yeah, if you could find a way to kind of print your own online, which I'm sure there is a service that does that. That would be pretty neat, actually. Okay, and then my number nine. Um, again, very not a million miles away from yours. The show where Lilith comes back. Oh, there we go. I agree with everything you said. I read. There's really. It's a few really, really nice moments in it. Um, I like the way they sort of build up Lilith coming back with her being on KACL. Love the everyone taking the mick out of Frasier for ripping off the captain and Tennille. Um, yes. That's, that's, honestly, that's all I really know about the captain and Tennille is, is that one line. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I don't, no. I've never even listened to them, like, beyond. I know I said I probably was going to when we recorded that week, but, yeah, I, I have not got around to it. I, I know that one song. Beyond that, I'm out. So, <laughs> no, other than that, it's a really, really solid episode. I'm a fan. Not quite my, my top ten. Top eight, rather. Yeah, top eight. Well, to cap off my scrambled eggs section for this this eight, I've got Space Quest. Um, mullered around with Space Quest a little bit. Wasn't quite sure because this is obviously very low for you, and I think for most people it will be as well. I, I all I can say to that is completely fair play because there's not much to this episode. I think a lot of people could think it's quite boring. It's one of those episodes where very very little happens. There's not many Fraser episodes that you can say that about, other than, for example, My Coffee of Niles, which is very overtly meant to be about nothing uh, in respects to like tension or you know big events. But the space, but space quest. I love the fact he's trying to find somewhere to read, and as being a reader myself, and kind of going around the house all the time, like when I've got a day off and I'm trying to find the perfect spot to read. I'm like, you know what? I get this a little bit. Obviously, I don't have a lovely apartment or a, a local coffee house to go to. But yeah, I just something about this episode kind of appeals to me a little bit. And uh, Fraser's quest for solitude, I think, is something we can all relate to a little bit. So that was my pick for number nine. We're now into the tossed salad episodes, Key. Top eight. Am I leading on number eight now? You, you lead, yeah, with your... So I have eight. got a little one that was lower down for you. It is a midwinter night's dream for number eight. Just because I love the Maris mansion. The kind of gothic vibes of that there. Niles dressed in his frilly thing. Daphne dressed in her frilly thing. Both of them looking like something from Wuthering Heights. Uh, we've got the pirate scene. It's hilarious as well. Frasier kind of banging on the door in the rain. It's like one of the scariest moments in Frasier, I think. It's hilarious. So yeah, just... I like the... There's, we've had, there's issues with Niles and Daphne we've talked about, but generally love the episode. A great title for an episode as well. Uh, it's not a lot of criteria to go on there, but it's, you know... It's a good title. So that's why it's number eight for me. Okay. So peeking into my top eight. Here we go. I think you're going to think this is lower than it should be, but... Don't, um, don't worry about what I think, mate. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser Crane's Day Off. 
Oh, that's very interesting. I wasn't expecting that, actually. It's another one, and basically, I think every single episode above it, other than one or two, which everyone will know because they're in my top ten, mm -hmm. um, every single episode above it has some kind of moment where I get teared up or choked up, um, and it has that diversity of both making me laugh and probably making me cry as well. Um, that's and really what does it for you, then, in these episodes, like that that sad kind of core is really what hooks you in. I mean, you make me sound like I've got a problem, like, no, you want that sadness. I, I am literally, like, the books I read, Key, I exclusively depressing bleak horrible <laughs> books so i you know i'm if you've got a problem my friend i don't know what i've got but uh what's what's weird is i like watching sad things but i don't like reading sad books yeah that, that's fair it's quite strange. you have to kind of spend more time with them and so it becomes a bit more oppressive and like books are so, a bit think, more like they sink their teeth in a little bit more exactly i think because it's in my own head and yeah. i'm sort of making the character a little bit you can make it wanna... much worse can't you exactly yeah it's much much worse for him <laughs> so um yeah that's probably the reason <laughs> yeah okay uh number seven uh i think we have our first two tier difference it's the good son Oh, okay. I like this because I, I mean, I, I know we've, you've talked about it way, way back when we did it, but why is this uh, in your in your toss salads? For me, right? It's I, I, I love a good pilot because for me, I watch a pilot. I want to see the origin, and I, I want to know I've got everything ahead of me. Everything's still to come. That is a yeah. great feeling. And so I always get quite excited. I watch a pilot episode. So however bad, and a lot of people say they don't like pilots because you don't know the characters yet. But for me. I really like seeing those characters when they're still undeveloped raw. Um, yeah. So it's really, I think it's really cool for me to be able to see that. But that's that's why it's so high. And I think as a pilot goes, I think it's a really strong pilot. I, I agree with you. I think it is a very strong pilot. I just think, yeah, and I, to be honest, it could be higher because the, the nostalgia you get when you know the show is ahead of you, as you just said, that is a great feeling. And, you know, the joke on kind of forums online is people post, you know, the last picture of, of you know, Frasier. Spoiler alert here for Reclia listening. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Frasier sitting in his booth on the last episode giving his speech. And then people always say, oh, what's next after this? And then people just respond with the first photo of him in the booth in KSC, in The Good Son. The idea is just start the series again because you will never get tired. And everyone listening here has probably rewatched the show like we have so many times. And I never, ever get bored of it and never will. So, you know, there you go. We're on to my number seven and six are we i think so yeah yep, so seven i've got selling out so a little bit higher than yours a different tier one bb is amazing she kind of steals any scene she's in for me so anything with bb and is always elevated i think all of the bb episodes are kind of high up for me the whole thing with frazier and the the nut is quite funny in some regards oh, i just remember this is the episode where he's doing all of the the adverts as well isn't it like the the complimentary scum guard and the jacuzzi and stuff like oh, i forgot all of those all of those segments i actually really really like those as well so selling out is a is a firm favorite for sure that's one of the ones i've come on to when we're doing this ranking and i'm not racking my brains thinking i should have moved it um i really do like selling out number six i have got I, you haven't given me your six yet have you uh, no no you haven't good i'm just making sure because i'm writing notes down here um number six i've got the crucible so the so crucible was in your the blues section wasn't it it was yeah we have so a, we have a two-tier difference there another one philip hayson is not is not happy with you gay um just yeah i love this episode because again as someone who works in kind of humanities and kind of you know arts and, and, and literature or whatever fraser's bs speech about elegy in green i you know have been guilty of that i see it a lot when, when i was an undergrad that's what everyone wrote like about whatever we, we're studying it, it just shows his kind of pomposity and buffoonery really well the party he's hosting as well it's one of the first times we see him hosting a party and there's not many of them in these episodes in this season actually coming to think of it and i always like whenever there's a party there martha paxton herself is a bit of a force of nature a very memorable character um i know the line as a crenshaw melon is one of the top lines of season one for me the ending's a little bit limp i think with the the, the gallery and niles showing up niles probably br actually breathes a little bit of life back into it but yeah for me it's uh it's six it's got it's got a lot of um 
a lot of things to love about it, I think. I mean, I, I kind of regret playing it so low now. I think you spoke really, really well, and I do love the allergy in green, but I think that's that a, is really... a good moment. Is a good the way, moment. I don't know why, it's just the way it goes, the way you insinuate the <laughs> allergy. He's doing the, you the hand thing, I'm doing oh, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like leading his whole body into it. So good, so good. Okay, so um, my number six, mm -hmm. uh, a bit of a different stream in you, Death Becomes Him. Oh, there we go. Interesting. Really Wait, like this. This again. Oh yeah, this is right at the bottom of my scrambled eggs. Yeah, um, for me, I think this is a really, really, I think it's such a funny episode, like such a dark topic, and I love, That's true. especially when he goes to um, the now deceased doctor's house. Yes. He's, you know, he's he's trying to look in the mirror, and he's, you know, <laughs> chatting to people, and everyone just goes, you're not Jewish, are you? You're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really, really funny, and for someone who, I'm a, I'm a stressful person, I worry a lot, I can completely get on board with Fraser having a midlife crisis, and starting to panic about his own mortality um, yeah they, they address it in such a funny way for such a serious topic i think it's such really really well addressed it's very funny yeah i've got a real soft spot for it so that is in my number six spot i think you've sold sold me very well on that kid i'm gonna have to rethink these rankings at some point but uh, i think you, yeah you spoke very well there i think it is a good episode and it probably would figure in a lot of people's faves actually i think Said. In fairness, you, you've talked me around on half of mine. <laughs> my entire bottom section, I'm like, now nah, I've, I've, I've undersold that. I've undersold it. By the time we get to season 11, our rankings will be identical because we'll have just talked each other <laughs> exactly. into kind of our own wavelength so much. Or will we go the other way where you start liking mine and I start liking yours? Oh, no, that would be interesting. That there we go. Okay, so my number five, I've ummed and I actually changed this halfway. When we were at the bottom section, I changed this one. That's how late I've changed it. Wow. But, I've um in the chair. That's gone in at number Give five. Yeah, it's gone in at number five. Nice. No, I said number um, high for you. Was number four up until about half an hour ago. But I I just I love absolutely love the development we see in Martin's character. The speech is amazing. It is. Um, you just you see a raw vulnerability to him that I don't think we see before this. Just I absolutely love and just that line when he says sometimes i still fall asleep when i wake up i expect your mother to be there and that just it gets me every single time honestly even you just saying that line gets me kind of choked up and kind of tight in the chest it's a really powerful line um probably one of the saddest in the show i think so, yeah it's, it's so beautiful and for a comedy to a comedy to be writing lines like that a bit to him because it takes quality writing and it takes a trust in your audience and your actors it really does very very good point so we're on to my number five are we not yes you're doing five and four five i have picked author author possibly higher up for a lot of people I, another one that i kind of i do love this episode and i was really toying with it but i have my reasons what's above it and we'll get there but yeah author author amazing sibling episode Nas and Fraser just kind of come into their own in this one we never see this kind of up to that point we haven't and there's not a billion episodes that we get to see them at kind of at each other's throats and ultimately reconciling as much as we do in this one I just think the whole hotel scene is brilliant the interaction with Sam Tanaka or however you quite say his surname I can't quite remember is perfect as well the concept of them writing a book is brilliant as well it's books and kind of literary references always kind of appeal to me as i've said so that any kind of episode that has that bent are always quite high on my rankings but yeah i just think author authors are a cracking episode for number five but number four i have got I, I don't i don't think you've said this episode yet key have you said miracle on third or fourth street yet i've not said it yet no that's interesting because that is one i did not think we'd agree on um but it is number four for me very high i'm a sucker for christmas episodes anyway i love christmas related things obviously because i love christmas just love the fact that he's in the diner love that the fact we see fraser kind of in casual clothing really out of water here not really kind of you know he just doesn't know how to deal with these kind of street smart moments of speaking to people who are clearly just you know not in his same kind of social strata as it were and he's really kind of yeah out of water there really powerful lovely moment at the end that we've talked about and you know chucking him a, a nickel to go and call his old man and that again is undercut by the humor of him coming back in looking for his car keys so yeah miracle on third or fourth street is my fourth i think it's one of the better actually one of my favorite christmas episodes and we'll probably rank the christmas episodes in a different episode way down the line but uh it's up there interesting you said you didn't think we'd agree on that one because it's also in my number four slot wow is that the only one we've oh no other than here's looking at you i think that's the only one we've uh matched up perfectly hang on wow that is really um, cool. 
24 and 4, who'd have guessed? So it's crazy, actually. I, I, I suspect it's actually going to be the only... I don't think we'll agree on our top three. So, Or at least the order of our top three. Yes. Um, and that is interesting. I agree with everything you said, and I absolutely love... Um, I'm saying something different to what you said about the things you love about it. I love the amount of brilliant cameo um, celebrity voices we get. Particularly, I love, I think it's Ben Stiller, who's like, um, I'm okay, I'm okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. And the like, graveyard shifting KACL, another bit of the episode to love. Just get um, the puppy, uh, Christmas Day, wouldn't wake up. <laughs> Um, you get the guy who stole the homeless. Was it the homeless guy had his shoes and he just let him keep them? <laughs> um, and I, I don't know why. For some reason, I think this is the episode where Roz doesn't want to hug Fraser because he's all grungy. I don't know why. Yeah. I really like that little interview with them. I think it's really nice. Yeah, because um, he's got his like his casual clothing on. He looks like he's been painting and sweating or whatever. Like yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's a fantastic episode. There's, nice. I should say all of my like top section. There's no real criticisms at all from me on any of them. For sure, I'm with you there. Um, but three, you're not gonna like this, but it's it's top three still. Uh, it's my coffee with Niles. Ooh, it's still top three. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna pick bones of any of your picks because that's the. Uh... You know, that's the beauty of the ranking, but th how come third? I really, really like it. I think it's great. It's I, don't know, I, just, I think it's a bit more sedate than some of my absolute favourites. Very true. It's, um, it's probably the most sedate episode, other than Space Quest, maybe. It's, it's a really wonderful episode, and I genuinely, in the week, I think, since we've recorded the last episode, have been kicking myself for not putting it in my overall top ten. I regret that decision. Really? Well, that's if I had my time again, it would be in my top ten. Okay, but it'll be it'll be interesting because you do get to you've got like a free slot now to play with as you will a wild card. It's true. Yeah. We could introduce a wild card outside of the top ten at the very end if you want, and we can bring back an episode that we uh. Left well, that's by a the good shout. I do like that idea. My third is Fraser Crane's Day Off. So obviously a little bit lower for you. Pretty highly thought of, I think. I just love Niles' stint. He's amazing. Seeing Kelsey just really get to go off and be crazy. We don't get to see this much. So I think he does a brilliant performance of playing a drugged up fugue state. Doesn't know what the hell is going on. Does it really brilliantly. And just generally, yeah, I think there's something cozy about episodes where like people are ill and they've had the day off of work and he's tucked up in bed like it's just it's just a, just a really good episode i think it's a really tight story and gag wise as i said a million times when we were recording that week's episode it's one of the best episodes to show someone i think who's never seen the show to give them a flavor of what it's like an episode that's got like maximum hijinks in it for example whereas my coffee with niles is kind of the exact opposite you'd be like is this the same show <laughs> so uh, i think yeah that, that's my number three my number two travels with martin which i know you haven't mentioned yet so he's, he's going to be in your top three as well um this is a tough one for me you you've already people listening already know what my top one is because it's the one i haven't said but i didn't know what to do with travels with martin because i would probably say on the surface it is my favorite but i don't necessarily think it's the best i don't know but then people will argue should i have switched around you know what's the criteria here it's got the road trip it's got the winnebago i love all of that there's very little that splits the top two here for me. Um, it's just a brilliant episode. I'm sure you agree. Oh, I've got my number two, um, and it's Travels with Martin. Hey, matched up again. You have indeed. Um, yeah, it's a great episode. It is absolutely fantastic. It's such a funny episode, and you just—it's a really beautiful. I say, I think I said to you just before we we watched it. I love episodes where you feel like everyone's trapped in sort of a confined space and they can't really get away from each other. Mm -hmm. Winnebago is a perfect place to do that. It really is, yeah. And there's so so many great things. You know, Daphne's uh, American accent. I was with his baseball cap. I love him wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> you know what? I'm inspired. I'm going to buy a baseball cap. <laughs> it's so funny. And I love the fact that you you really see, you've seen the development here. Here, Frasier and Martin kind of want to spend time together, but not alone. And that's yeah. a step in the relationship. So um, I love yeah. that bit at the end where they're kind of chatting in the half-light of the cockpit and stuff, and the, the other two are sleeping in the back. I love that. Just as a set piece. Just kind of, yeah, brilliant. Oh, so we now... We both know each other's number one. And my number one, author, author. Brilliant. Um, I waxed lyrical about this a few weeks ago, about how brilliant a scene it is. And I'll tell you how good an episode this is, is um, the day we recorded this episode, I 
We watched it just before we recorded. Mm-hmm. Right after finishing watching it, we recorded the podcast. Yeah. Then as soon as we finished, I had dinner and watched it again. Oh, wow. I can't think of an episode I've done that with before. Because I, I wanted to... Shan obviously hadn't seen it. And she was like, oh, I want to start watching the episodes around the time I listen to the podcast so that I get more out of it. I was like, okay, yeah, let's watch, let's watch Author Author. And I'll, I'll just see <laughs> it. Come on, it's hop still, on the <laughs> still made me laugh just two and a half hours between viewings. Which <laughs> Honestly, that, the dancing is in Nervosary is iconic, isn't it? It's got to be up there in the best moments of the show. You stole my mommy. It's just a <laughs> brilliant line. Or the bootleg um, subtitles, You Take Mother Without Ask. <laughs> which we talked oh, about last time. Um, is it it's an unfinished thought? Or was it incomplete thought? You're something an incomplete like that? Thought. <laughs> I would just need to think we want, a, um, what is it, an interesting sentence or a good one. <laughs> so it's many so good. good. So many good lines. So, number one for me, you've already guessed it, is my coffee with Niles. Just, again, brilliant setup. I love the fact that it's real time. It, we obviously, we're only a week after discussing the episode for an hour, so I don't want to rehash everything we talked about. But it's cosy. It's kind of got the ambience that we've got going on in this podcast today with a coffee house in the background. Fraser and Niles, like author, author, spending a lot of time together, but again, completely different scenario, having completely different conversations that feel really real and human. And the acting, these scenes are hardest to act than author, author, where they're jumping around a hotel room. These scenes have got to be convincing. They've got to be real. We have to believe that they're brothers. And we do in that episode, I think. If there's any doubts you've had up to watching my coffee with Niles, by the time you watch that episode, you will be there will not be a doubt in your mind that these two are brothers and that you know the Crane family are you know, here to stay, I think. So that is why that is my number one. But there you go, Key. An absolute our first recap. That went, didn't go too badly, did it? Other than our numbering system, Other than the numbering system we definitely need to work on that. I think. Um, <laughs> but we. Do, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read out your bottom three and your top three. You can do mine as well. Just make sure I didn't mistake them. And to remind people, keys bottom three. Twenty four. Here's looking at you. Twenty three. Beloved infidel. And twenty two. Space quest. And his top three was my coffee with Niles. Travels with Martin and author, author. Okay, and your bottom three is looking at you. Z4 in 23, The Good Son. 22, Guess Who's Coming to Breakfast. And mm-hmm. top three, third place, Fraser Crane's Day Off. Second place, Travels with Martin. First place, Coffee with Niall. So a fair bit of similarity there. Yeah, there is. Um, and particularly our top five, there was a lot of similarity there. In fact, other than giving him the chair, um, yeah, four out of five there. So pretty solid. And- out of the tier system, I think 14 out of 24, we both put in the same tier. Oh, there so you go. I love that stack. Nice one for the uh, for the stat keeping there. You are the stat man, after all. So next week, we'll be looking, we'll be jumping into season two, episode one, which is Slow Tango in South Seattle. Um, I actually really like this episode. It kind of gets ragged on a little bit because it's like... It's not. It's a bit of a strange one to open a season with, we shall say. But uh, I quite like this episode, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, as a little treat, Key, and this is for you, both for you and for the listeners, um, I have been compiling, whilst I've been editing these the last 24 weeks, some bloopers for a blooper reel. And oh God. I'm not going to... Oh, I'll be honest, you don't need to oh God, because 99%, if not all <laughs> of them, are me, because you never make a mistake. It's always me cocking something up. So this is more... This isn't a treat for you, actually because you just be like oh you're gonna enjoy it mate yeah maybe you will i hope you will and not worry yeah the fact that you're not in it might be a bonus actually i'll have to go back and make sure i don't have any bloopers for you Um, oh no put mine in if i've if how many times i've messed up please feel free honestly you really don't i was listening every time i listen to episode i'm trying to listen out for bits and you don't ever mess up it's me going hello can you hear me or oh bugger i forgot this or um (laughs) so yeah you're too clean to make a blooper reel Um, what i love is i suggested a blooper reel to you at the start and you're like, we could, but um, that would take hours and did hours. Did you really? I think like, yeah, like the second or third episode, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we did like a little blooper reel? Or, wow. Okay, um, well, I'll take that back because I didn't realise at the time, obviously when we were recording, I will just chop and change the audio. So when I make a mistake, I just pasted it into a new file. And then I was like, bam, I've got that for a rainy day. So 
at the end of this episode, keep it, listeners and key when you're listening back, keep a keen ear out for uh, for the blooper reel, which will end this episode. Um, but anything to kind of add, key before we wrap up? Oh, that's, it's been a great season. It's been a great, was it 25, 26 weeks? 25, 26 weeks week off, yeah. this goes out, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I've had a great time. Um, and I'm really and looking forward to the season. Thank you for hosting with me. Um, and everyone kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting sad because the way we're talking about it now is this will be it's not the end of for it. the last episode. And I am not prepared for when that moment comes. <laughs> Five or six years away, mate. It is a long time we away. We'll be lives will be completely different by then listeners should know is at the end of last week's episode will and i were planning another show to do when we finish frazier we really we weren't were. ready for this to end but yeah i'm sure even in five years time when this ends we'll probably have the bugs so bad that we'll uh we'll do something else but other than that i've been will i've been key and thank you very much for listening to weird listening Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. This week we're looking at Season 1, Episode 6, The Crucible. Uh, Key, oh shit, I fucked that up. (laughs) Let me start again. Okay, I had my, I didn't have my Word document open. Right. (laughs) I love how you go go from being so professional to, and (laughs) this is shit, unfortunately, (laughs) so we're going to have to start again. Okay, I'll start again. Until then, this has been... Oh shit, how do I end it? How do I normally end it? Fucking hell, it cut off again! <laughs> okay, do it again, do it again. Okay. <laughs> a really, one of my favourite episodes in the quote where, from the, from the, one of my favourite quote, let me do that again, let me do that again. I said one of my favourite <laughs> episodes from the quote. Okay, I'll start again. Beloved infidel, in which Martin, shit, okay, don't worry, in which <laughs> Fraser and Niles, <laughs> I'll do that again, hang on. In which Fraser. Oh, fuck. I didn't write this bit down, did I? Fuck's sake. Okay. Bear with me. I got in which. Frasier. Um, I completely agree. Um, the whole debacle, you know, this is what the kind of. Jesus Christ, I just kicked my whole computer. Uh, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Ah, there we go. I always feel like Frasier at the end of a show, like taking the headphones off, like, you know, when he like pops them off. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy And maybe I seem a bit confused Well, maybe But I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs